Hey guys, so I'm back and I just wanted you guys to understand a little bit more about me. Um, so for starters, I'm 18 years old. I'm going to be headed to Oshkosh, Wisconsin for a, for a university <laughs> and um, I love music. I love dancing. I love art. I love everything about it. I love to see the beauty in people. I love to see the beauty in everything. I prefer to see the beauty in everything rather than not, like, rather than see the worst in things, I choose to see the good. I choose to see the good in people. And I try my hardest too as well. And that's also going to be part of this, um, part of this podcast today, this episode. So with this episode, I would like to just disclaim that it may or may not have vulgar language and it will cover a very difficult topic, a couple different topics that relate to drinking and drugs as well as family toxicity and um parental toxicity so about a couple months ago I decided to make a big girl decision when I was 17 years old to this was more about six months seven seven ish months ago I decided to drink with one of my friends well friends and I got really really messed up and I decided to drive home because I was afraid of, I guess, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I don't remember. And I live with this every single day of my life and I can't express the damage that it's done to me. But also it's helped me grow and see a lot of things that are good and see that it's worth it. Life is 100% worth it. Um, so anyways, I decided to drive, and I hit a median. Had I been about a foot order over, I would have hit a, I would have hit a street sign, and I would have died. And, um, when I got home, I actually got home safely, but the cops were right behind me. They did this field sobriety test, everything, I don't even remember this part, but the one part that I do remember is... When I was in the hospital, they were taking my blood, and I just knew that I had done something so awful that I would probably never forgive myself for. So, once that feeling clicked, I don't remember much. That was, like, one feeling that I had that entire night that I can recall, and I remember getting into my dad's car after being released from the courthouse to my parents' custody, obviously, because I was a minor. And then when I got home, I was a wreck. I was probably screaming, I guess. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I literally, my dad literally went to bed and didn't want to talk to me. And I was still so messed up that night that I don't remember much, but the next morning I remember I went to school and I 
was almost 100% certain that I would not be here the next day. That I did not deserve to be here the next day. That I did not deserve to live another day. That I didn't deserve to honestly breathe another minute. And with that, my school nurse got worried because I meant a lot to her and bless her heart. I love her. But, um, yeah, my school nurse contacted the local crisis line and got someone to the school. They put the school in a lockdown because I was a threat to myself. Like I said, this is going to be an episode of very, very, very deep and, like, nasty topics. So I just need you guys to be very prepared for that if you're going to stay. Um, yes, so I went through that, and at this time, after my accident, I had to move in with my mother, and to say that was a prison isn't fair, because I know that that wasn't her intention, but I felt emotionally prisoned, because I didn't know what to do with myself, that I was in such a state of shock, and the thing that's super like nasty is during this entire time I was dealing with a very toxic mother that saw no pride in me I mean I don't think she should have I was a very I was a very big disappointment at this time but she saw no pride in me she was so disgusted with me she made it evident that I was a mistake to be adopted I was a mistake to be alive and that all I ever do is cause her issues and take from her and all I do is take. And honestly, I've never been more hurt by someone to say those things. Because that's the one thing I do my best not to do is take. Like, it's my least favorite thing to do is to take. And I hate it. I hate taking. I like to, I love to give. I love to give and give and give and give until I have nothing left to give. But I, I mean, I just couldn't understand why she would say that to me. And that isn't even a bad thing. That isn't even one of the bad things she said to me. But I was just thinking about it now. And it's, it's just, I don't think I've ever just taken from her without being extremely grateful for what she's given. Um, anyways, so then a couple days pass, I'm still, like, I'm, I'm in this, like, huge state of depression that not even music can save me at this point, and, I mean, I, okay, so at this time I was still, I was still going to a therapist, and I'm sorry that this is all over, all over the place, I do not know how to tell a story, but, um, yes, okay, so I was going to therapy, I went to therapy, my therapist was worried about me because I had been self-harming which is not something that you should ever do but I understand if you have and I'm very proud of you if you are self-harm free but I was cutting on my arms my legs everything that I pretty much could view like skin wise I was it was it was scarred and the only thing that I really wanted to do was die like I didn't want to be alive and I told my therapist that I was like I can't see myself making it through this. Like, I really, 
I don't think that I deserve to be alive. I don't think I deserve the food in the fridge. I don't think I deserve the bed that I've been given. The sheets, the clothes on my, on my, I don't even deserve the breath I breathe. And she brought up a really good point that I am not what I've done. And you're not. You've made a mistake. You're not, I'm not a career criminal. I made, I made a mistake that I still serve every single day. And not financially, not like any, and like, not like, not like that way. I mean, like emotionally, I'm still having to deal with the guilt and the self-hatred of the fact knowing that I've done that. And anyways, so any, so right. My therapist saw that, found out that I self-harm and I was self-harming and she was like, I'm worried. I'm telling your father. So she told my father, my father was like, I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. Like, like, I don't want you to do this to yourself. I understand that I'm mad at you and I'm upset with you, but like, I don't want you to do that because you know, one small thing can lead to so much more. And oh my gosh, that, that phrase has so many levels moving on. So then on the way home from that therapy session that night, that was like a really long therapy session too. Like she didn't even overcharge me, but like I was crying and like didn't know what to do with myself and literally like ready to die. So I don't think, I think she understood that I needed the extra hour, (laughs) but, um, yes. Okay. So then I went home to my, on the way home to my mom's house from therapy My therapist called about five minutes after we left the office and she's just like, that did not go well. And we're like, what, what did you do? And she's like, well, so because it's in my, it's in my contract to let both parents know or let both parental figures know that their, their child is causing harm to themselves and is possibly a harm to themselves. And my mom, I guess, told her that I'm her daughter and that my therapist can't tell me, can't tell her about her own daughter when my therapist knows me better than she knows me. Doesn't really make sense, but whatever. And then so anyways, I was freaking out. I was in an anxiety attack at this point because like that is, uh, my mom is something that we don't, we don't mess around with. That is, I mean, I get, I get very nervous around her and it's very evident and you could tell if you spent a minute with me and I was in the same room with her like I am not the same energy that I am and um anyways so yeah I get home and I'm already worried as hell like I'm freaking out I'm freaking the f- I'm freaking the fuck out like at this point because I don't know what to do with myself I know that I'm about to get yelled at I don't know like how this is gonna go how am I gonna handle it how am I gonna deal with it afterwards how am I gonna process this like I have no idea how this is about to go. And then I walk in the door. She says nothing. She says nothing but hello, how is therapy, whatever. The minute my dad leaves, my stepdad looks at me and he goes, so I have a question. Did you tell your therapist that you were cutting yourself and like trying to hurt yourself? And I said, well, I didn't really tell her. She just kind of found out. And he's like, "Mm, yeah, let me see. And so, I mean, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, okay, sure. Like, 
I don't know. I I was do, I was doing it to f- confide in myself for pain that I thought I should feel, you know? Like I wasn't doing it for anyone else to see it. I was doing it because I felt like I deserved physical pain, not just emotional. And he's like, "Yeah, see, this 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 is just scratching yourself because See, in Ireland, he pulls some weird story out of his butt, and he says something like, In ancient Ireland, they used to use whips with barbs on the end of them to actually take out pieces of skin. And that was that form of harm. And I was like, okay, moving on. Like, that was, that made no sense, and that was just, like, the worst thing to say to someone who literally doesn't want to be alive, but A for effort, I guess. And so anyways, I move on from them. I move on from that. I go to my, I go to the kitchen table. I don't have my phone at this point. I have nothing. I can't talk to anybody. I have no way of talking to, the, like, my best friend. I have no way of talking to the one person that, like, will make me feel less insane because my mom doesn't think I deserve it. And that also kind of made me lose my mom. Not because I didn't have my phone, because, like, I had a, I had a computer, so, like, I had the technology I needed. But, like, just, like, her telling me that I couldn't do it made me, like, not be able to do it. Like, I couldn't even sneak behind her and do it. Because it was that, I was that scared. And, um, so then I was sitting at the table and she was like, she was like, so you do understand that your self-harm isn't really self-harm because you're really just scratching yourself with a sharp object. And I was like, what? And she goes, your self-harm isn't really self-harm because it's not that deep. And then she sat down at the table and she's like, we need to have a little heart to heart. And she started saying how I'm being dramatic. This is attention seeking. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know. She doesn't know why I'm acting like this. Why I'm, why I'm acting like I need the most attention in the world. And why I'm acting like I'm the most important person in the world because she's the one who's really struggling here because she has to deal with such a disappointment of a daughter. And I'm crying by this point because, like, anything she says to me, I could cry at the drop of a hat. At the drop of her hat, I'm in tears. And so, anyways... That happened, and I was a mess for a while, and I really wanted to cry, and I really wanted to die, and I couldn't call my dad because I didn't think he'd want to hear me, and so I was kind of just, like, in a limbo or or purgatory, like, self-hatred passing through self-guilt through more self-hatred and more self-guilt, and, like, really truthfully just not wanting to even look at myself in the mirror, And one day I just, like, I got so sick of it that I literally sat down and I wrote out, I wrote out a suicide note and I told them that I'm sorry, but I literally can't. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to not make, how to not make this a thing and how to not be a disappointment to you. So I, I have to go. And that was... That was a, like, 
significantly difficult thing to admit, and it scared me a lot because I finally realized that, like, I didn't think anyone would miss me, and that, like, I don't matter enough to be alive, so, like, just fuck it. And... I felt so outnumbered being, like, cornered by my stepdad and my mom and, like, felt like everything was literally just being taken away from me. Like, under- like, understandable. Like, I get- I get- I get- I should have deserved a punishment, but, like, I think my own pun- I think my own punishment was how badly I, like, treated myself for it because it was- I did- was not light with myself. I was very, very hard on myself for it. And- Somewhere in there, my mom decided to just say, you know what, screw you, you're going to stay at your dad's house from now on because I'm done with your drama. And then I ended up staying at dad's house for the rest of the time. And I'm still trying to, like, figure out where it's okay for parents to ever act like that. Like, I'm not saying that my situation wasn't the worst situation to be in because, yeah, that's the shittiest thing you could possibly do is drunk drive. And, like, the fact that I did it literally just makes me want to, like, off myself as we speak. But, like, I never, like, I did my best to keep my mouth shut and not talk back to her. And, like... She just uses me as a punching bag. A literal punching bag. Like, not literal, of course, because she's never actually hit me. Like, she spanked me, but, like, every kid deserves a spanking at one point in their life. But, like, I was her literal, like, figurative punching bag that she could just make feel like shit. I just, like, I... I genuinely, like, I'm not mad, I'm not sad, I'm not, I'm just very confused, because honestly, I don't know any mother that would tell their daughter that they were the biggest mistake that they've ever made, or any mother that would literally, like, agree with you that you're a disappointment and that you make no right moves and that you are just basically a waste of space i mean i start okay so then i started my then my eating disorder started taking place because i start i dropped about five sizes i went from a large to a small i went from actually i went from a large to an extra small then i went from a size 10 to a size 5 and I couldn't find- I couldn't fathom the thought of feeding myself or, like, eating or anything, so, like, I just didn't want to be alive. So I was literally just there. And it was probably the most miserable feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. But the thing- the thing to take away from this is, yes, I've made a mistake, and I'm not feeling pity for myself. If anything, I feel pity for the fact that I- did this and my father had to be the one to pick me up and see me like that I can't bring myself to read the report I literally can't 
Yeah, I know. My mom's like, my mom's like, you should bring yourself to read this report to see what a phenomenal daughter you actually are. But like, I actually can't because when I went in for my AODA assessment to like sign up for it and she asked and the lady asks me, she goes, right. Okay. So have you been convicted yet? I literally went to the bathroom of the courthouse and threw up because no one ever said that to me. And I just like, I literally couldn't handle the fact that I had literally been, I had literally been just surviving until she said that and everything came flooding back. Like it was the worst feeling to ever feel worthless and hopeless and like you're the biggest disappointment ever and then start to get a little bit better and then just have that immediate hit back to you are a criminal and you deserve nothing and I can tell you right now that did I did I cause a crime did I do did I commit a crime yes Am I a criminal? Under no fucking circumstances. Because, and let me and let me tell you why. Because a criminal would not feel this guilt. A criminal would not be making a podcast about this feeling and like hoping that people will understand that they're there, so that that I'm here, so that you guys understand. You can go through literally so much and you can have so much good come out of it, you know? Like, it's not even funny. Like, this was just a couple months ago. This isn't even my entire life. And I'm just letting you guys know that there's so much more better. And I don't know how to express that enough. And I just want you guys to take away that, like, just because I did this does not mean I'm a criminal. And just because I'm I'm on here saying I'm not a criminal. Okay, understand this. I have the biggest heart out of anyone in my wor- in, in the world. If I can forgive myself for something that I've done which is very 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 difficult and I haven't even completely done it yet. Like I'm still very much working on healing from this scenario. But if I can even semi begin to start my life again I can guarantee you that you'll be okay I can promise it and like like I said this isn't even the worst stuff that's happened to me we'll cover this in different episodes but I just want you guys to understand that this scenario specifically could have taken my life in multiple different ways but I'm here and I want you guys to know that this is so much more important than me and so much more important than everything this needs to be known that you are okay and that you have someone and that I swear I'll be there I promise you I can promise it that I'll be there for you I just need you to let me know when you need me and that's it that's it I'm there you know like there's no there's no backline there's no oh like you have too many problems no I'm here because you know what Regardless, okay, regardless of the one scenario out of the many that I've been through, and, like, this is just the first, like, big mistake I've ever made. Like, I've never made a mistake like this before, and this is something that's really taken over my life, and I hope you understand this with, like, care, because this is not something that I take lightly, and I I may, like, lightly joke about it, 
but it's not something that I've been able to necessarily heal from quite yet. So I just want to share it because it's a literal spot where I could have killed myself. And I decided, you know what? I have one thing to hold on to. And that's the fact that I know I'm a good person. And had I not had that realization, I would not be sitting to to you talking to you guys right now. And that is a guarantee promise. So I would just like you to please note that you are everything and beyond. You deserve everything and beyond. You deserve to literally grow despite the fucking awful condition of the soil that you were planted in. And I know I'm, I'm, okay, and I'm taking that from a t-shirt that I saw, but, like, it's so true. It's literally the most true thing ever. Like, let me just cover something real quick and, like, let me know because I want to know. I want to know what your thoughts are on it. I think that regardless you could be in the worst scenario ever but you could choose to be a good person out of it you know what i mean like i feel like i feel like that is a definite possibility for people and it sh- it should be like you have every right to grow and be a beautiful person and on that note i love you guys and i hope that there's more than just me listening and I just want you guys to know that I'm here for you literally anytime and that I'm very happy that you guys have decided to take this journey with me because I'm not even certain of where this is gonna head so it's gonna be a learning process for all of us and I'm nervous but This is a safe space and I'm making it a safe space for anybody that needs to talk to me about anything or wants to listen to this and understands that this is something that is not supposed to be taken lightly under any circumstances, but to understand that you're not alone in any toxic family family dynamic, any accident you've had, any mistake you've made, any, like awful thing that's happened to you or you've done if you can recognize that you've done it and recognize that it's not who you want to be you're halfway there and I'm already so proud of you so with that I'm going to sign off for this episode but I'm so thankful for you guys listening and tune into the next one (laughs) 